Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome for the weekend podcast, Lawrence Brilliant. McKenna, joined by you. Why do we shake hands? We've seen each other for ages Good before. What's that? Oh, uh, it's a burn. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, I caught that. Oh, it's fine. You're fine. That's lovely. We start podcast. Mm-hmm. One for the weekend returned once again. Uh, James isn't that here. That's the Arsenal loss. Yeah. Yeah. You know, can't can't go into what happened. James is still in Africa. Yes, he's in Kenya. The last few days of his honeymoon. I think he's very excited to go back to work because he keeps WhatsApping us. Does he really? Literally, he's like, oh, what are we doing with this? this? He's itching to get back. His wife watches. I mean, his wife knows how much he loves loves work and his job, and you know, and that's a good thing for everybody. But, That'll uh, change in time. But, but, you know, we look at it and think, you know, that surely there's elephants to be looking at. Yeah. Or, or, or something better. Surely there's some sort of football metaphor he can be uh, enacting over there. Do you know what I mean? He posted a picture online with a giraffe. Yeah. And didn't post it uh, saying just with Peter Crouch. I was a bit disappointed in it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a solid goal there. Yeah, that is. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when Peter Crouch posted uh, with my family? And this, I thought it was brilliant. It, it was brilliant. Yeah. He, he comes across as a lovely, lovely man. Yeah. You should get him on the True Geordie podcast. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you see, you, you, you like, Clancy, I mean, it's big, it's, what's it like being on a podcast where you. Being on such a motoring success. Yeah, I, yeah that. But, but what I actually have a question it is where you can pretty much attract anybody you want now because the audience is that big. Yeah. So how then do you choose who you want? That's a really good question. Between the two of us, we discuss a lot who we want as guests. Yeah. Um, and, and, and are people largely receptive? Or do, yeah. you, do they have to be explained what it is? And, and um, No. Oh, do you mean as in the people who we approach? Yeah, yeah, the guests. Um, we, were you worried that was in between me and the microphone? <laughs> yeah, it does, it does impact slightly. Um, it, uh, it, you know what? Mostly they're receptive because they get the idea. Yeah. They understand what a podcast is now. Yeah. And some, like, so for instance, we had an initial guest on, Sean Atwood, who was speaking about drugs and his time in jail. And then he came on the second time and he came back so well prepared. It was amazing. Right. He came back with, like, papers and he'd come with a load of suggestions. And it was probably one of my favourite guests in terms of just pure effort that he put in. Yeah. He just put in time and effort into looking through the tweets beforehand and sort of bringing everything together. It was like a five live show rather than a, a podcast. If somehow you do not know what the True Geordie podcast is, where have um, then yeah, where have you been? Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't say why are you watching or listening to this because um, 
Family wouldn't be happy with that. But we'll put a link in the description, and you can go click that. And uh, it's it's an, an incredible podcast, and they talk a lot about football as well. They had Alan Shearer on there, no less. This, yeah. How did how did the true Geordie? How did, how did he deal with meeting his idol, Alan Shearer? Um, it was really unusual, actually. I think he 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 was very bemused that he had him on. Right, um, that that had managed to happen. Yeah, and very grateful um, that Alan would even sort of consider coming on in the first place. I think because yeah. you know when you meet your hero, that's, yeah. that can sometimes be a real problem. Yeah, but he was actually such a receptive Obviously, guy to questions. Yeah, you're this dealing is a big with problem. It. Yeah. yeah, I've gotten over it in time. Um, I love Rudy Ballon, and then <laughs> uh, it, that's it, a niche people. Yeah, especially matter. after we delete him off the channel. Um, and so it was. I think for me as well, it was watching. Uh, <laughs> Alan Shearer be interviewed that was quite interesting yeah he's he's actually much nicer in real life I think than I thought he would be yeah and I've at times made fun of Alan <laughs> because I didn't raise his punditry at one point do you ever do you ever wonder like because you're meeting lots of famous people now all of them in the game met them all and out yeah but I really want to meet Eric but Eric. anyone who's been on the internet uh, has said things probably about the people they end up meeting do you ever have any kind of fears that someone might no because I think I can justify everything I've said I mean Robbie Savage is a twat sorry can no, I say that on the podcast? Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. Robbie Savage is not a great... He's not a great pundit. I don't rate him at all. Right. I had to interview him once, and he was a... He was a fine interview, but he wasn't... Uh, he's not a good pundit. All right. Yeah. But sometimes, in, in football, you, you don't need to be a great pundit in order to get the job. Sometimes. Often. Lab, yes, sometimes. Yeah. Um, any, any footballers that you do like listening to? Ex-pro ex footballers? Uh, yeah, loads. Yeah. Mm. Uh, not, not that I want to list now. I quite quite enjoyed that England discussion the other day on BT. Did you see that England discussion? No. So it was um, Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard, and Rio Ferdinand talking about how they were so competitive in their clubs club sides that they didn't really talk to each other in the national team, and it was quite a cliquey national team. And it made me realise a lot about. Uh, why English? Why there's a problem in English football, and how the culture in England does actually affect mm. um, the national team, especially in terms of almost like the like the Marxist ideas that England has, or the not, they're not actually Marxist ideas, but sort of what people believe to be these kind of you know um, people join a union and we're all supposed to get together, and people see it depends on which way around you see it. So is your football club the union that you're? Uh, loyal to yeah. is your national team the union that you're loyal to wow um, and because Gerard made a really interesting comment which was the thing that set this thought process off which was Coutinho couldn't wait for those 11 days when he'd go away with the Brazil national team it was like the best 11 days of his year yeah and it was and it was like going away and having a great time with all these guys and he said maybe that's because he's not directly in competition with all of them because he plays for Liverpool not particularly big side and he Whereas with Gerard, he felt like he was directly in competition with those guys and they wouldn't speak about tactics, they wouldn't speak about their managers, they wouldn't speak about the club culture, they'd sit on their own tables. Whereas Bittinio goes, he mixes with Neymar, Dani Alves, all those guys are together. Mm. And um, it's, it's, a, it's very much sort of, it's, and that's what's unusual, is all those managers who set that culture up, the, you know, the, the Shankleys, then the Fergusons and the, the older guys, the Cloughs even were very much working class guys who came from those areas where um, the background was that there would be a union that would keep everyone together and we stay together, um, not necessarily in spite of the nation, but sort of, you know, um, as part of it, but we don't necessarily feel 
part of everything that's wider because maybe the people in the south have screwed us up a bit. Do you think? Um, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I know that's not very. I, Jonathan Wilson could do that much more. No, no, um, but no, no, I get it. I get it eloquently. completely. Do you, and it goes back to these kind of players being pulled out and feigning injury during international. Boxing. I don't have a problem with that. If um, you if you want to do that, they know behind the scenes what's going on. Sure, that that's fine. Gareth Southgate's going to know whether you actually have an injury or not. Do you know what I mean? Who cares whether I know? Yeah, I, I mean, give a sh- I, I think it's the, the there's some people out there who believe that representing your country and it's generally player fans of other clubs other than the players you know choosing not to yeah represent until it's England. one of your own club yeah yeah like so I I, I don't I'm not a massive fan I, I struggle with the whole concept of international football and England these days because I'm not really up for cheering on Jack Wilshere in the middle, the middle right. of the field. I don't like him as a footballer. Yeah. So why would I want him... It's hard for me to remove myself from my allegiances to my football club and completely for an international football match. I don't have... My problem is I don't have anyone that I really dislike. No players? Not really. No. Bobby Savage. Um, the, I, see, I see what you're saying. I also think... I think you need to put that aside for a little while. I mean, I, I see. I, I see the difference though with Arsenal and um, Spurs. I think mm. Arsenal and Spurs are a very unique example because mm. there's real hatred there. Whereas yeah. Liverpool, Everton, there's not that same hatred, mm. especially not now. Everton are rubbish. They are terrible, yeah. aren't they? Uh, yeah. One for the weekend usually starts off with this. I don't like this, James. I've got to be honest. I made that clear a couple of times, but James likes it, and people out there seem to like it. So, in the unlikely event where Klopp decides to leave Liverpool. And you are given the opportunity to appoint either Arsene Wenger or Jose Mourinho, or you die, yeah. that being the hook to a normal question, who would you take and why? Jose Mourinho or Arsene Wenger to take over at Liverpool? It's a tricky one. Um, Mourinho. Really? Yeah. So you don't, as a Liverpool fan, you don't have a burning hatred for him or all about what you can do with the players? You know what? I think there's almost a sort of like Sith Lord... That's a really rubbish reference. Uh, a sort of like a... An, a guy, Mourinho knows how to play the roles in football mm. and I think he played that role for years for Chelsea against Manchester United and now he's playing the role for Manchester United against the rest mm. and I think he'd do the same for Liverpool there, there's, some, there's something that went on between Liverpool and Mourinho where he could have gone and he ended up not going and I'm always sort of intrigued by how, why he didn't go yeah. and it makes me think what could, he, what could have been but I'm so happy they got Rafa Benitez instead because he's such a tender sort of Real human, yeah. um, and I think I, I think every club likes the idea that they would get Mourinho and they change him in a way. I don't know if Liverpool will be able to do that and make him maybe happy again. I, sp- I spoke to someone yesterday uh, about whether or not they'd want a Leicester City fan, whether or not they'd want uh, Jose Mourinho or Pep Guardiola at the team. Yeah, and he said that he he would probably choose Jose Mourinho because he feels that he could do more with lesser players than Pep Guardiola could. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I don't know. Um, I mean, you've never seen... Guardiola's never had the opportunity, really, has he? Guardiola's never been... I don't think either manager's ever been charged with this is your budget, go and do this with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, obviously a big budget, mm. but uh, an almost unlimited budget. Yeah. Whereas um, I still think Pep showed he can coach certain players. You know, he showed he can coach uh, Sterling, who, you know, a lot of fans were like, oh, he's rubbish, put him away, you don't need him anymore. Mm. Um 
you know, now that bit of footage has come out where he's going, turn your body, turn your body, everyone's like, oh, yeah. all his goals must be now to Pep Guardiola. Like, it's now that, he turns, you I know, mean, before like, he just ran at the goals, nothing else. Honestly, you know I mean? uh, if you, you were doing give-and-go football since I've been a kid, and that's all that was. And don't get me wrong, he offered, offered him an opportunity to, to, to understand a scenario better than perhaps he would have done previously. Yeah. But if all top-level managers can't do what Guardiola did in that, and then it, there just happened to be a circumstance in the game where Sir Sterling was be able to demonstrate exactly what he was told to yeah. do but this is that's common surely that's common advice given to what look around look around <laughs> give the ball and go use your pace and, and you know have I told you that story about David Ginlow when I once did a training session with him I filmed a training session no. and, I, and my uh, my um, job was to just follow him with the camera and I learned so much in that time really not that I've put any of it into my game you see him uh, next level I'm rubbish but the side of it where he's French he's like in France we just do this all the time we always run like this head up yeah and he's like with our heads up the ball you know if you can't do anything with the ball then that's your own fault but yeah. always looking around so to all the England all these English young guys he was going chin up chin up all the time he's like don't look down don't look down always looking around always looking around mm. and I thought that's really interesting yeah um, I mean, the first thing you do when you're learning football, not that I ever got to any great level, I didn't, absolutely didn't. No, but, not but level. you put your head down uh, to look at the way the ball is in order to get your feet to work in the way they wanted to. But, but it's incredible it how even like just a... being conscious of that changes the way you stand, the way mm. you look around. Yeah. Even just being conscious of the fact you're taking a look over your shoulder before you get the ball and you know it's possible to do that. To read the situation. Yeah. I mean, a lot of plaudits for Harry Winks' rise at the moment is about that, about him able to look around and turn his head. Uh, I think there was... Uh, Craig, was there something about uh, Lampard uh, learning like, about him turning his head? It was from late in his career. I've no, heard he's, he's had his head turned a few times. Yeah, but, was, well, but Brendan Rodgers said one of the reasons why he knew that, he, that, that Gerard was pretty much done is that he, in that late into his career, he couldn't teach him to, 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 to scan before receiving the ball in the way that... He would have done if he got Gerard much earlier. I don't know if that's a fair comment. I feel like that's a, Brendan Rodgers is a weird one because sometimes he says incredible things and you think, yeah, nailed it there, Brendan. But other times you think, you're trying to teach Gerard to suck eggs. Like this man's clearly got vision. Yeah. Why are you blame? Like I think he's played in an amazing was, side. Yeah. I think I think I, yeah. I mean, it's hard to criticise Gerard. I think it was about how, where his his understanding of what was around him before he received the ball is what he was getting at. But that was all, that's such a weird thing because actually I've seen you watch clips back of Gerard and Gerard's very good at mm. his first touch was always excellent getting the ball out from under his feet going around a player. It's actually very rare that he'd get caught on the ball mm. um, in in the way that Brendan Rodgers is talking about yeah. there. I know Gerard's been caught before, but he'd always battle back to get it back because he's Captain America. One time well, he didn't quite manage it. Yeah, you remember when? Oh, you know when he slipped. Oh, trick. <laughs> Uh, Arsenal, Arsenal take on Manchester City, Manchester United this weekend. Um, Arsenal of the old guys. Yeah, Arsenal. You know, a great result a couple of weeks ago against Spurs. Clearly, clearly the better team in a time where everyone was put, making Spurs favourites in that game. And, and Wenger showed once again what a great manager he is. You know, he, he's doing all right. In, in, you know, they're in. You know, in and amongst that top four, they will be all season. Is there really? any world where you can see where he extends this current contract? He's no. Got... No? <laughs> no. I, I've it? heard that he, there's things going on. So, for instance, getting this new football, the uh, the new scout they've got in. They don't have director of football yet. From former Dortmund. Dortmund, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's laying the groundwork. groundwork in for him to move away. Or uh, to move away from that level, anyway. Maybe he'll move up in the club. Maybe yeah. that's why the director of football is open. It's because... 
It's where Wenger's next. And, and of all the top six clubs that he's got left to play at Arsenal, um, Manchester United probably are a good one to face because Jose Mourinho has a horrendous record against the top sides away from home. He does, yeah. In, in recent times. But then you've got to say, uh, um, the reason that Arsenal dis- dismantled Spurs in such a way was because Spurs had a particularly bad day. Mm. They d- I don't think they played the correct tactics against Arsenal. Mm. You say Mourinho is much better at reading that and setting up. And if you can negate this Arsenal team and show them, um, look, we're not, you, know, you can't just run through us, then I think you've probably got a much better chance. And I also think that the midfield of Manchester United, and if Paul Pogba plays the level that he can play, I think Man- Manchester United will again um, nick a nil-nil draw. <laughs> There's an amazing uh, an example of, of Mourinho's ability to learn from his wrongs um, when Spurs beat Chelsea 5-3 on on uh, New Year's Day a couple of seasons back we played them in the semi-final of the League Cup mm-hmm. a few uh, a couple of months later um, and he just changed this triangle of defenders where he had I think Cahill Kurt Zuma in as the defensive midfielder uh, forgive me I can't remember the others well, probably was Terry and um, it, he, he, the, all of the successes we had in that I think it's called Sector 14, just outside the box. Right, yeah. Uh, he, 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 um, he, we, he just closed shop on us, and yeah. we didn't know how to get around it. You know? And, and he's, he is incredible. Oh, I've, got, I've got a lot of time for Mourinho. I know he winds a lot of people up. He's a divisive character, but I love the fact that he doesn't give a fuck. And I have this theory that in years to come, we'll look He's a brilliant and, tactician. Yeah, and we'll go, A, he was a brilliant tactician. B, we'll realise where he got angry with certain people, but I don't think we can talk about that now in football. Mm. Yeah. Um, Sinister Arsene Wenger um, If he is to go And it seems like He probably will do Yeah Who, who do you think Out there in world football At the moment Would, would be good for him uh, for, for Arsenal to take on It's a massive Massive job A huge transitional process That club is Arsene Wenger It's been It's, it's institutionalised In his ideals It has been for many many years Yeah yeah And it's part of the reason Why they've been so successful Yeah um, It's a it's hard question to say to, Yeah They're talking about Um Patrick Vieira and Thierry Henry, no. Dennis Bergkamp. No. Like, None of those guys are guys that I particularly say, uh, well, you should take over. Unless, of course, they're happy to work under Wenger. In which case, what changes? Um, very little, maybe. Yeah. But then maybe there's an aspect about the old in with the new. So uh, this is the next generation rather than it being sort of a, an... E- it's more of an evolution than a revolution. Mm. Um, what sort of wow, name fence there? Huh? <laughs> well, there's names like Tuchel. Uh, He's sort apparently of quite a disruptive manager. I'm not sure he could work. Really? Yeah, with. Uh, I think he's got to go though, isn't he? He doesn't go upstairs. He's got to go from the. He's got to get out of the football club. Surely. Uh, we'll see about that. Yeah. You don't, you don't think? Well, I'm. I'm ju- how, how, how does he not have an influence? It's almost like Alex Ferguson standing over David Moyes. Shankly was asked to leave Liverpool when he uh, because everyone was still calling him boss or gaffer or something like that. Uh, and as you were saying, he's su- such a powerful figure and an important figure in the football club is detrimental. That you've got to give, and, and I feel I think there will be massive TV issues at Arsenal. But you've got to give a a new manager their own identity. Simeone's not going to come in and go, all right, well, what does Arsene Wenger think? Or no, well, or, no, and then or, Wenger, or, or Allegri even. But under that, under that, you'd say, well. Wenger's not going to say get me Simeone is he if, if, that's, if that's the I'll idea tell you, who's carry on could work Van Bronckhorst that would know. definitely be interesting yeah, I mean because he knows Arsenal and works underneath uh, Arsenal Wenger sorry worked, played underneath him for how long? Uh, three, two or three, three years two three years yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. was it all that long? long enough? Uh, long enough to form some sort of relationship you'd think I suppose you can always form a relationship with someone it's better than maybe coming into the club cold um, still 
maybe you're looking slightly too far ahead there. He's still got a whole season and a bit to go. I just know that this is on the back of all of Arsenal fans' minds. Is this what they're thinking about constantly? Yeah, which maybe undermines um, any good work that Wenger could do. Sorry to finish your sentence. No, it's true. Or, in, or maybe also undermines when they need a win and they are down. Well, it was all going to change soon. Yeah. But then if that's your attempt at a... Uh, at, Interesting as a as a football player, then you're not interesting, are you? No. So uh, your family pri- <laughs> pick pick for, <laughs> for the week. Sorry, <laughs> family you're pick. Uh, uh, you know, in terms of how how would you go on this? Would you go away or a home? I'm going to go Manchester United one nil. Maybe even two. Mm. I would say uh, not happy. Mm, yeah, I, no, I I, I don't Ooh. feel I feel like Arsenal going to turn up again. Really? I really do. Yeah, yeah you're just hoping much, that. So this really. looks so bad for Poch. That's, yeah, there's yeah. that. I suppose um, the one for the weekend podcast is sponsored by Fan League. It's the predictor app and number one building the world's number one commu- football community. It's actually a really good app. It is a good app. Yeah, it? it's pretty really simple. Can I just say? Fine. I, I won seventy four pounds this week. Wow! I got eleven results correct. Out of the 13. And I would have got 12, which would have been even more money, if Spurs had beaten West Brom. Right. But they didn't. They did not. Because your your boys took one hell of a draw. Uh, It was one hell of a draw. They deserved it, West Brom. They were very, very, very good in defence. Gary Mason's showing what a footballing genius that he is. I love his quotes. He has great quotes. Does he? Did you see the quote? We said this on our podcast. Did you see the quote where he talks about... um, Two dead frogs and a conquer. No, that sounds amazing. Tom. He just keeps saying he keeps using that in, in replace for some sort of monetary value. So he's like, "I'm not going around the country for two dead frogs and a conquer." <laughs> and you're like, "What does Gary? What does that mean?" <laughs> and basically means nothing. Do you know what I mean? I mean but as a kid, two dead frogs and a conquer is a great trait. Yeah. Um, it's just that when you get to become an adult, you realise how useless two dead frogs and a conquer are. Yeah. I also was wondering whether he was referencing his own. Genitalia. Um, <laughs> oh God! But of course, there's also. He then said, "It's great to be back around football people." Yeah. Um, and whenever someone says football people now, I always think of the guy who was talking about bouncing on falsies. What's his name? The one who is a Wigan manager, Paul Jewell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said everyone when he first did that was like, "He's a good football man." He's a good football man. And I was like, "Yeah, but that doesn't." Negate all the other terrible stuff that he's said and done and text. But he's a good football man. He's a good football man. Uh, Ron Atkinson's a great football man. Actually, yeah, exactly. Ron dodgy, dodgy, dodgy territory. Yeah, yeah, terrible yeah. territory. Yeah, sorry, but let's... he said it's good to be back around. Uh, good to be back around the locker room. I think they call it banter now. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a weird thing to yeah, say. Yeah, it's it's like, such a dad thing to say. He is a proper dad manager, isn't he? Yeah, he also looks like an amalgamation of a few different people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he looks a bit like uh, Alec McLeish, but then it depends how angry he is. Yeah, he has like different states, like Gollum and um, Smeagol. <laughs> he's all those things. Yeah, but he's not pathetic. No, do you know what I mean? No, he's sort of, but he's a powerful man. Um, uh, part of the reason why I won seventy four pounds, the actual prize pool was around sixty odd. But I built a tree, so people, when you recruit people on on, on fan league, right? If they win, yeah, you draw someone like money, Avon. get some of their money. Yeah, yeah a bit like, but he, um. Uh, <laughs> You know, it was good. You're so like I've got all of, all of that. I'm an Avon lady, yeah. Uh, the tree idea is a really good idea, by the way. I think it's a really great mechanic. Yeah, and actually, you know, about it adds to the community aspects. And actually, you can talk to him himself. Thank you for winning. And it's a reward for your success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your own success. Uh, Man City versus West Ham. Is there a worse place for Moyes to go than Man City away? Or is a picture like that good because no one's expecting anything of him? And as long as you don't get absolutely drubbed, it feels inevitable. Mm. Uh, doesn't it um, Moyes no matter whether he's had his first win his first draw his first set of points whatever 
it's not really um, a place you're going to go and string a load of yeah. fit, uh, a load of uh, good results together. Yeah, um, you get the feeling they're open and there for the taking with Moyes. Yeah, and he hasn't um, really come across a, a system yet which is uh, going to have much longevity to it. Whereas Pep Guardiola, it feels the opposite way. Moyes has had 20 wins mm-hmm. as a manager since 2014. Yeah, how many games has he played? I don't know how many games he's played. I mean, it's, um, it's not on there. I'm just right. giving you a. Yeah. Not. Doesn't uh, even say. Enough. <laughs> you really probably shouldn't use that stat because it's a uh, oh, silly one, yeah. My podcast until James comes back. Brilliant, yeah. Yeah, and, and as I was found on the internet, you can say whatever you want, pretty much, and people believe it if yeah. you say it firmly enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's got his first points as a, a West Ham manager. Yeah, he has. I think it's one of those ones where, uh, it, because it feels inevitable, I think it's going to happen. It's at home. Uh, City will, no matter what's happened before, you know, they obviously they had the result against Huddersfield and it was that was interesting. And, you know, there have been a few times where it looks as if people have found out elements of what they're going to do. Mm. I don't think Moyes is going to be able to replicate that. No. No. Not at all. Win, City, 5-1. Yeah, I think yeah. that's an absolute banker. They'll for... still get a goal. You reckon? Mm-hmm. Somehow. Yeah. Bounces off Car- Andy Carroll's head. What do you think about... Um, the, 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 there was mooted about Andy Carroll being a dangerous footballer because of the way he, he jumps in the air, his elbows go out. Some would argue that's his natural way of jumping. Right. Others would say that you, because you're in the air and your elbow's out, you can't control. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know where you stand with that in terms of the... You know, it's it's Martin nature, Samuel, really, isn't said, it? He said I that, think Martin Samuel sometimes grasps at straws, doesn't he? Um, he's a journalist with the day ML. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, how many straws do you want, Martin? It's, I only need one. Uh, I don't know, I've seen him. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's tricky because uh, it's nature and nurture, isn't it? Yeah, it's how you're taught. Yeah. And you've got these people going, he's an old-fashioned battering ram strong in the air, so he's going to... He's gonna, and it's ultimately it's up to the referee. I don't quite understand that. Well, I mean, he's like the the old, he's like a, a throwback centre forward in yeah. the modern game. But doesn't mean he is an old fashioned centre forward. And if that's the case, then he obviously wouldn't be playing in the Premier League. No, he's definitely you know? got more about him than that. I'm just yeah. saying that sometimes footballers, especially you'd imagine, have limited understanding and, and intelligence. Well, didn't we say that about Sterling? I mean, you would have, many people said that about Raheem Sterling. Like they sort of wrote him off as this, um, you know, unintelligent young man who uh, is quite arrogant and since he's come under Pep it does seem like he's expanded his game a little bit yeah. why can't Andy Carroll do the same he's got sorry, no David Moyes my mistake because <laughs> David Moyes doesn't understand how to turn give the ball right yeah I, I can't yeah that's the thing is I can't see David Moyes in training yeah looking up and going just turn your shoulders you know what I mean <laughs> Or you see, there's just this image of him in training with Andy Carroll just going, keep the arms down, keep the arms down. And he's making him jump off holding the arms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they tie his arms up. Yeah, exactly. Now head. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I I don't understand. I I think there's a lot to be learned from American sports when it comes to English training Mm. in terms of uh, recovery. And, you know, NBA players play a lot every week. Obviously, it's not a full 90, but... um, and they really do push their bodies to the very limits to be able to dunk and be able to, you know, get down the court. I know it's not a bigger court, but you know what I mean? I don't understand why um, many English teams aren't doing that. They mm. have the money. They have. They can spend $30 million or whatever on a player, $18 million, I think, on Andre Ayew or something like that. Yeah. Um, why not invest that same amount of money in the sports science side and getting the best out of your players? I don't quite understand that. Mm. Certain managers really buy into that side. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's old school and it's seen as a new way of thinking, or is that just, is that even that period of the division between the two ideals, is that gone? Maybe, I, maybe it's an interesting one because I... Um, well, what I'm saying is getting at is that Redknapp used to say, oh, it's all about the players, it's all about the players. Yeah, but then surely about with those players, you want to maximise it. That That's something that NBA coaches say they as do, well. They're good. Yeah, but what what do you see? What's good? Like, good, good subjective. So he's not good at um, he's not good at scoring, but he's a good defender. Yeah. You don't say, well, you're, you don't go to Jamie Carragher and go, but you're a bad striker. Mm. You go, no, you're a good defender. So it's completely subjective. But if, if, he's, if he's good enough, he's old enough. Right. It's all that bollocks, essentially. Yeah, but then to some extent that, that truism does still mean something. Do you know what I mean? Because now we've got Lonzo Ball in the NBA, who is old enough and he's good enough, but he's still quite a young player. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't make it that helpful. I mean, anyone could say top-line truisms. Do you, do you not think, though, that to some extent that's also a, a defence for the manager who doesn't want to talk a lot about a young player, doesn't actually have very much to say about him and wants to keep it fairly private and just... Go to the yeah. golf club. Yeah, I, I think that Redknapp would would have been stung a lot about how the, it was when Lampard was coming through and, and the fans wanted this other youth product that was coming. I can't even remember his name. Joe Cole. No. Oh, another one that you wouldn't. Uh, I, I, I hadn't even heard of the players. Julian don't, Dix. Don't play Frank Lampard. Play this other guy. Right. And this. Who would you remember his name? What is it, Craig? Because play Scotty Cannon. Scotty we, need, Cannon. we need Scotty Cannon in midfield. And, and I think... Uh, Red, Firing! Redknapp went... Cannon. Cannon can't lace his boot, uh, Frank Lampard's boots. So something along those lines. And as it turns out, he was very... very of course, back in those days, Cannon and Ball was huge, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's a very niche reference. A, yeah. a reference that no one in this audience will get. Um, Cannon in one stop, Man City. Uh, this season yeah, someone, will they win like Pep Guardiola says someone will but it won't be for long enough to trip them yeah it'll be a little oops <laughs> yeah and I'm back that, on my way yeah. that was nice yeah you know you see some people fall flat on their face and that goes on Instagram yeah no no no, no. Uh, Watford versus Tottenham an interesting matchup Marco got... Silva must really scare you he does yeah I mean he reminds me of Pochettino's arrival into football yeah in... people didn't really know who he was yeah and he's done, he done great things him. very quickly he changed the ethos at a football club very very yeah. swiftly has um, remained um, has remained true to Watford when uh, other teams have come in for him you, so what's your feeling on this because I, I felt that if he would have given you'll read it's all hearsay and conjecture mm. but you, you given the opportunity <laughs> given the opportunity he might have jumped ship 
But what does that say about Silva as a manager if he does that? I think it says that he's aspiring. I think at this, uh, it depends what level. If he'd have jumped ship of a Tottenham, then you go, well, which club are you going to? But if he's jumping ship at a Wat- Watford, what? who historically haven't been very... Mm. Um, loyal to their managers there'd be a real irony there to that but aspiration can be quite a damaging thing I mean it's an, it's an, it's it can be largely... damaging beyond a certain point yeah. I think there's an arrogance to certain kinds of aspiration whereas mm. it doesn't seem that he operates with that sort of arrogance no he came in uh, and managed Hull in a situation that was impossible really and he actually turned it round in so much that he got a very very bad football team working he proved a lot about what you can get out of a squad yeah, uh, yeah it was incredible and I thought when Watford made that that, that appointment it was incre- an incredible one, and as we've seen with Watford, you know, that so far this season they're having a you know brilliant go. With a little bit of investment, I mean, they're, yeah. they're not investmentless. No, they're not. They didn't not invest. No, no, no. I mean, he's been supported, and you have to. Um, mm. It won't be long before he's gone from Watford. I think everybody understands that. But that's, that could be the same could be said for any Watford manager. I think they've turned over five managers in five seasons. Yeah, and so, but then where would he go? I think there's probably he's going to have to go up to one of the top four clubs or one of the elite clubs in. Mm. in uh, I mean, that would perhaps potentially be a good shout for Arsenal. Some, yeah, not a bad shout for Arsenal actually. Yeah. Mm. Because uh, he does play good football. Yeah, he does. And I'd imagine that in time there'll be players who want to play with him. I think. I think there's. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at Rick, Richardson, who I'd never even heard. Richardson, I'd never even heard of him. Yeah, Richardson, <laughs> never heard of him before. And, and the same you could have said for Agallo, Agallo before him. You know, these yeah. are players that have great seasons. You've seen it before. Amirzaki, Giovanni of Hull. Remember him? He had, yeah, he had this kind of amazing season. Amirzaki. Uh, Amirzaki. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember him? Yeah. Giovanni was good. Struck uh, a ball beautifully. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the technique. Um, Thank you. So you need to. We need to see how well this guy does after this season. But if it, this could all be about silver, I remember talking about Pochettino when. We signed him and uh, we put a tweet out on Love the Shirt and said, imagine if the reason why all these Liverpool are buying all these Southampton players, not because these are great footballers, and some of them are Lallana is uh, for sure, um, you know, that it was actually Pochettino's training. And as it turned out, Spurs have a hugely valuable squad at the moment, all down to Pochettino's training. You know, Kane, uh, there has has been some people saying Sherwood had a role in that. He did, for Mm -hmm. sure, giving him an opportunity. But... um, there's some players out there that, that have done so well. Ben Davies, Trippier, Dyer, Winks, Winks, Kane, Kane. You know, apparently, according to the Daily Mail, not best source, but it has uh, Spurs have the second most valuable squad in Europe. If someone wanted to buy, them, what it would cost to buy those players? Yeah, it's purely down to Daniel Levy. And just Daniel Levy going two hundred million yeah. for everyone. <laughs> the Daily Mail kept calling, but in different accents, ironically, <laughs> and going, "Hello, we interested in uh, buying uh, Harry Winks, two hundred million." million. <laughs> this squad's getting more and more valuable by the day. But do you, you believe he's um, he's the uh, the, the real he's deal? He's the second robot. coming. Yeah. yeah. Of uh, of uh, Pochettino. Right. Yeah, uh, he's I, a fantastic man. I think I, I really enjoyed the fact that also he seem he seems. There are very few managers with what looked like a sort of a work ethic and an honour in football now. Um, and Pochettino embodies that, I think, in a really sort of very honest way. I think he's quite an on- he seems like quite an honourable mm. man. Comes across that way, yeah. Yeah. Rafa Benitez, for me, comes across in that way. Um, and so does... Which, which I think is where he's tripped up over the last few years. He's sort I think of ex- Klopp does as well. Uh, yes, but Klopp uh, seems a lot more malleable than a, a Pochettino or a... Um, a Benitez mm. I think Klopp's 
more willing to play the game whereas I feel like Benitez and uh, Pochettino are much more they have their way myopic in a way yeah, yeah. Um, although Klopp obviously can see myopic uh, over the past uh, Spurs. over the past couple of wins well I haven't finished yet over the cast, past couple of weeks Casket. Um, there's uh, been some minor rumblings amongst Spurs support about Poch perhaps what isn't the best so this is this is what I'm curious isn't the best against the top six no isn't right. the best manager for Tottenham Harry Redknapp some of these people would probably prefer Harry Redknapp yes. right um, or, or any or Tim Sherwood sure as you can see yeah, yeah. The, uh, not really though I, I don't know I, it, there's, there's been a Poch out account created on Twitter it could be how many followers Eight, three nine. currently yeah, yeah but it's there and even if to one person because there has been some people are getting a little bit fed up that he hasn't won anything with hey some... now now they paved paradise and put up a parking lot yes. yeah don't it always seem to go when you don't know what you've got till it's gone yeah yeah the grass isn't always greener any other don't yeah don't look a gift horse in the mouth money don't make my world go round I'm reaching out to a higher ground yeah I mean that, that's that because Desiree we don't spend no I know you don't spend a lot of money. We don't spend a lot of money, so... To a warm and peaceful place, I can rest my weary face. Please. White Hot Lane. And it's gone. Well, it'll be back soon. Oh, a warm well, and peaceful place. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. This is excellent podcast. What else you got? I've uh, got loads of lyrics. <laughs> All right. Um, find me in the club, bottle full of buds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, that's... Um, Danny Rose. That, no, don't, oh. Oh, no, Harry Winks. Harry Winks. Right, yeah, yeah, that was brilliant, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. And then which little grass decided to tweet at the sun? Did he tweet the sun? He tweeted the sun. Screw him. I mean, it, it was bad. And do you know what? When I first... Sorry, mate, can I get a picture? Yeah. yeah. I'm tweeting that at the sun. Yeah. See you later. It, it was... Um, I looked at it, I saw this tweet. So what, if anyone doesn't know, but there was a, this kid who was in the, in the club, with, and Harry, Harry Winks was in there. Probably had a bottle full of blood. Yeah, probably. And he had, uh, they did a selfie together. And... Um, and then this kid went on to say, Harry Winks is injured and he's in the club with me. And then he added the sun to try and get them to write a story. Which he's allowed to go into a place. I mean, what's wrong well, with that? He can go and have a drink. It's not a problem. Even if he's not having a drink, I mean, it's still fine. He, made, he didn't even look like he had... What, you were controlling girlfriend? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you doing in the club? But he, this kid knew what he was doing. And that's the thing with social media and football now is that there's no... For a small price of fame, you would throw... Just not even forget like a, the rivalry here. This is just a young kid having a night out. Yeah, yeah. Who's playing well for his football club and his country in, in a small way. Yeah. So you know, in a very small way. Small way. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't done a great deal yet, but you never. I'm know. disappointed that in photos he doesn't wink. Yeah, I interviewed him He's and, and did, the, did the worst question: is why don't you have forty on the back of your shirt? And as soon as he fell out, yeah, it's not. He's been asked that a million times. Well, of course, he has. The last winks. winks. But the worst thing you can do as interviewers, if you want to get a, a decent question, is to ask them something they've been asked so many times. The before. worst thing you can do as an interviewer and go is go question one. <laughs> what is your name? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I so love Nixon. You're going Frost. for a family bet, a uh, family uh, punt for Spurs to beat to beat Watford narrowly. I'm, Harry Kane. So you, in, because this one's. Spurs away. Fan league, yeah. A fan league, uh, you can hedge your bets. So in this in this instance, I would be hedging here. Watford around the top four, though. Watford are sort of pushing for that top four, aren't they? Well, I, when you started the season, I wouldn't have said it. But, yeah, they're, they're in amongst it. They're in a, a very, very good footballing outfit. So, yeah, why not? They, yeah, they, I they're mean, pushing for the top six. And Spurs historically, not great. Historically, not great about Against what? the top six. 
Yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. I don't think anyone would want to go to Watford currently. Most of us just sort of go through it and go, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Watford once, it was lovely. Uh, Brighton uh, and Liverpool. Yeah. Um, uh, Brighton have had a, a good start to the season. Lovely. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're doing far beyond what anyone expected them to, to do. Uh, is, is, there, is the gap between the Championship and the Premier League closing somewhat? I think, I think it, people always think it's closer. It depends on which teams are down in the Championship, who's running them at what time. You know, there's always going to be some teams who are pushing to get up into the Premier League. Yeah. Um, some people have called the Premiership recently, which is really unusual. That's kind the of F2 the, the other day called it the Premiership. The, so the, prim, the Premiership is what it used to be called yeah. many, many, many years ago, and then they just rebranded the Premier League. It's not that. Yeah. yeah. But apparently if you say it, it really annoys the Premier League. I'm sure it does because yeah, they're, yeah. they're just talking about something that's completely different. Yeah, because they're worried you'll go off and Google the Premier League or the Premiership and then go, oh, I can't find it. Uh, the, uh, what, but I guess my point here was that Brighton have come up doing well. Um, it's the most points accrued by. Accrued. 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 Yeah. Most points accrued by the teams that got promoted in the in the last 12 years in the Premier League. Yeah, they are doing well, aren't they? Yeah, so you've got Newcastle, Brighton and Huddersfield. Yeah, and, three and, good teams. Huddersfield and Brighton, you wouldn't expect them to be able to compete. you think both of them are going back down. But Bournemouth before that, Bournemouth are a tiny football club mm. and they've competed in the, in the Premier League and they continue to do so. Do you think mainly people judge them by the size of their ground? I think so, yeah. sometimes. Whereas that's a little bit silly, isn't it? Well, not really, because <clears throat> clubs are building huge stadiums in order to get that revenue in. Including Brighton, who of and course have a great stay Amex stadium. It's great. But it's, Is this still called Amex? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Amex, yeah. Um, so imagine if they didn't take Amex at that stadium. be ironic. Yeah. Yeah, another great 80s reference. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? 80s. It's like rain. Well, 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um, wedding day. Obviously, <coughs> Liverpool have... Ride. We're already there. It's the good advice. I mean, the irony is... And take... You are the Ford. It matters. Life is a funny thing. Yeah. Um, it's. Um, do you think that she realised that none of what she says in that song is ironic? It's not and, ironic. We get it. We've seen the bit. And no, but that was the irony. Brilliant. So it's the ultimately ironic yeah, song. So yeah. So she yeah. kind of. She finished. She finished it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like to think. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's the feeling about Jurgen Klopp? You, I, mean, we, I know, I know you love him, but let me don't. There's, you know, there's an opportunity to throw some stones at him. Um, yeah, because of the capitulation. You shouldn't throw stones if you live in a glass house, and if you've got a glass jaw, you should watch your mouth because that'll break your face. Nice. That's fifty cent. Yeah. Um, I think Jurgen Klopp is a good manager in that he can motivate players. I think at the moment. He's not quite found a midfield structure which can fit and transition well between attack and defence. Right. And that's a huge problem for Liverpool. Naby Keita was hope, we were hoping that Liverpool would get Naby Keita in the summer. It would have solved a lot of problems. That you know, Coutinho's on the way out. Um, Emery Chan's also on the way out. Mm. Two players that carry the ball forward very successfully for Liverpool. And also, so, uh, you don't want to call him a box-to-box midfielder who's a playmaker. Um, and that they're two playmakers who I think are currently at the club and probably should have been allowed to leave or make their plans and then leave. Um, and Naby Keita was coming in to usher in a new midfield era. So my very limited understanding of German football, and don't watch it at all really, Naby Keita will provide what role for Liverpool? 
I think attacking-wise, he's going to fill some of the holes that Coutinho will leave. Really? Yeah. So I, I, I assume that he was a defensive midfielder. No, I think a lot of people just assume that because they see an African okay, player like and, Kante. and think he's either like Kante or yeah. Makaleli or yeah. they see someone who looks quite diminutive. Yeah. Um, but he's actually quite strong on the ball, carries it forward very well, seems to have a good passing... Um, uh, or what I would say is a passing idea that fits in for Liverpool, for the Firminos, for the Sanes, for the Salas, who will play off him quite well. and doesn't seem to be able to want anyone who's able to transition between the midfield. There seems to be a bit of a disconnect between Liverpool's Jordan Henderson-type players and a Coutinho. Whereas if Cater came in, at least they get the feeling that there would be a bit more of a transitional play in, in what's going on. And that would definitely help Liverpool. Okay. Interceptions-wise, I think it'll be interesting as well. He'll let Mane and Salah and Firmino press, and it'll help with that press. Do you think it's coming then for Liverpool? Do you think that, that, that this is going to work out? That there is a grand plan for Klopp, and, and it's going to oh, work out. Oh, it's definitely out. a grand grand plan. Yeah, because yeah. obviously I think they will get more players in the future, and it will also. I think it's the, the frightening side is at the moment Liverpool will lose Coutinho to either PSG or Barcelona or yeah. someone. Yeah. They'll lose Chan to a Juventus or a Bayern Munich or maybe even Man City. Is that good? Is he? No, he's definitely, I think, under Chan. under fantastic coaching and coaching that actually wants to build a team around him or put him as one of the central players, mm. I think he'll be a really good player. Mm. Uh, Chris Pajak said when he first signed for Liverpool, it's partly his attitude that was going to be a problem at Liverpool. I think to some extent that's been a problem because uh, Liverpool as an institution doesn't currently have that Juventus or the Barcelona level of institutional feeling. Um, and they need the players buy-in to some extent mm. whereas maybe at Juventus it doesn't require the same kind of buy-in uh, yeah. does that make sense? yeah yeah it does yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah we'll, we'll see I'll be sad to see both those players go because they were real hallmarks of a, an era where Liverpool were becoming a very exciting team mm. and it feels like you're letting some of those exciting players go especially for keeping Jordan Henderson and Eugenie Wijnaldum and players who feel less exciting um, but at the same time if you bring in a cater and maybe another attacking player, maybe another young German player who can play a Royce-ish type role. You'd be quite excited by that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so your, your, your family pick for this game? I think Liverpool will um, win 2-1. Nice. 2-1? Yeah, I also think uh, Liverpool will also win. Uh, we had a, we had a, a, this comes up quite a lot because um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it, Liverpool that much. Why? Exactly. Right. Is it because of Ball Street North? Uh, no, no, I love those guys. Yes. No, no, it isn't. Um, it's uh, Chicken Caesar Salah. You can see that? It's good. Out, it's good. See, it works because I literally... Missed only... salad. Oh. Do you realise? Oh, chicken know. Caesar's not one word either, is it? Yeah. I mean, it's YouTube. It's a Caesar salad. Can I have chicken on that? Yeah. I mean, it's YouTube, so it doesn't really matter. Caesar but... salad. Okay, can I? Cheers. Uh, I'd love to know the specific reasons and triggers that provided the foundation for Flav's self became hatred of Liverpool. Uh, the sort of stuff fascinates me as a football fan. Get over it, mate. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Um, but uh, it's hatred and rivalry and irritation comes from a lot of things. I can't. The accent. No, I wouldn't say it's anything to do with the people of Liverpool. I'm talking about Salah's accent. Right. Really bloody annoying, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. And, uh, he's, <laughs> and he, what do Egyptians sound like? Uh, I'm not going to do that. No. I don't know. Um, so it, I think... Um, you saying you could if you wanted? What, do an Egyptian accent? No. No, could you? No, let's just leave I've it. seen Mido talk. He's he, really annoying. He is an Egyptian. He's really annoying. I really loved him when he was at Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piled uh, like, on the pounds oh, after he left. Yeah, that's what happens to us all. 
Um, when did you leave Spurs? Yeah, I, mean, I haven't left on more. That's mean. Can I ask a question? I think yes. some of these, um, some of these things. I left Spurs years ago. Some of these, uh, the, the, the hatreds come from. Uh, I'm angry with him as a Liverpool fan, by the way. Sorry, because he said he'd go to Real Madrid. He said uh, Salah would go to Real Madrid. That's the only reason I'm having to go to Mida. Oh really? Yeah, I'm not body shaming. Where do you think Don't ask, answer Well the rivalry I think is about on the pitch So there's a period of over the last I would say seven (laughs) don't care about you guys Seven, eight years We genuinely don't care Well I I wouldn't say that was true Really? Yeah yeah, I know. I know. I'll tell you what it is. Mainly, it isn't to do with Liverpool as a football club. It's to do with uh, a couple of people I know, both Liverpool fans, and they're Chris lovely. Pajak, Paul Major. Not them. Right. Uh, they're lovely people, but um, when talking about football, they're the most horrendous human beings that have ever lived. So much so that I don't actually speak to one of them, and it's not Chris or. Okay, Paul. I was going to say this is a really passive, aggressive way of telling me this, but fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't talk to him anymore because he, he, do you know I'll tell you what it was right I'll tell you what it was right if now we're getting to, the, getting to the point is, is when England um, conceded that goal to Suarez they celebrated he he, he messaged and said go on he's, he's English go on like oh, yeah well done Suarez and celebrated and I was like mate that's it that's, that's it I'm hurting you we're know done. I'm hurting blocked and you're, and you're gloating to yeah. me because Suarez used to play for Liverpool or maybe did I think he left he that year. At that time, didn't he? But he yeah. left. He left for Barcelona that summer. Yeah. So I found that unacceptable. Like rain on your wedding day. Yeah. Um, no. Is that unacceptable? Yes, it is unacceptable. Did you block him? I, I haven't spoken to him since. You might as well have blocked him. Four years. Do you ever just think? Wow. It wasn't Twitter. Okay. It was on WhatsApp. Well, you can block people uh, on WhatsApp. Yeah, I'll show you. I, I didn't. It's very easy. I just tracked him out of the group. Brilliant. Wow, out of the group. He was in a group. He was in a group. And you were the admin? No, I wasn't the admin, but we made it. Everybody agreed he's got to go. You can't record in the same room as Wendy Miller anymore. What do you mean? Why not? Oh, it's not him. No. No, great. He's the sports Okay, that's it for the, the one, one for what the week. What about these? Well, I, I forgot my laptop upstairs, so I haven't got audio. For, so what is, what's the music? Um, Should we find it and just play it? It's uh, got on the audio, uh, audio network. Oh, well, I'll just put any sad music. Any sad music from YouTube. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, that would do what? fine. Just find that one. But don't do it now because I'm right. doing another plug for the app. Uh, what is that song called? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yes, yeah, so you can download the Fan League app and play with us in uh, the one for the weekend league. The app, uh, the link is in the app below. Sorry, the link is in the description below. Uh, click on it, the download. The link's in the app. Find the app. <laughs> uh, you can find the app by searching for Fan League, all one word, in the iTunes store. Uh, come and get involved. Add James Alcott and me, Vlad, as your friend, on it, and we can add you to the league, get involved in the banter, and you, you'll become part of my tree, and you can make money for me, which is good. With, you should I, probably say for, you should say with. With, oh, you, well, you make your own money, but I get a bit of it for me. In my skyrocket, sky whatever it is, let's do it. Well, uh, but lost soldiers lost in battle. If you're new to it, is is when uh, someone doesn't get to go to a football match because of outside forces. That could be a girlfriend or a boyfriend, a mum or dad, or a pet that's poorly. Have you got anything for me? Yeah, I've got it. Wait, lovely. <laughs> this is it, isn't it? This is it. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> right, here you go. Oh, is that too loud? That's it, right. Soldiers lost in battle. This is from Marching On Together. It was around, it was around about this time in 2011 when my beloved Leeds were playing at home against Blackpool, but this wasn't any ordinary game. My dad's mates had tickets for the match in the best box in the ground, so we obviously watched the game in the box instead of our usual match day seats. Although the event soon, soon turned sour as Holloway's Blackpool went into halftime 3-0 up. 
our current goalie at the time was Paul Rachuba, who went on to be voted our worst ever goalkeeper and was subsequently subbed off at half time. We went on to lose 5 0 overall. 5 fucking nil to Holloway's side with Loire Loire and Craig Cathart, just to name a few. We also made Shelfie look like a young Maradona. Since this match, I've had numerous offers to sit in the very box, but I've declined them as I, I think it's a sign of bad luck. They're a load of poncy bullshit anyway. Immy Conrad, one week ago. I'm guessing that's Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, soldiers lost in battle. I was in Wembley for Spurs Madrid game. I saw Flav and tried to say hi. He ignored me. I no longer have any respect for Flav. I mean, I wouldn't say I ignored... I didn't know. I didn't know this had happened. Flav! Flav! Jimmy Conrad! American <laughs> national team player! Flav! Uh, Craig Wilson uh, says Soldiers lost in battle I missed every single Premier League match Every single one Because I'm an obstinate American Who never gave it a chance before 2014 Me and almost my entire country are idiots Always have been Fucking Yankee wankers Apparently according to most fans around the world Anyway um, Please send in more Soldiers lost in battle We're running low Uh, We need them we're going to read them out. It's everyone's favourite bit of the podcast. James will be back to do it properly next week. Mm. Um, one, one thing. How, how do you... Let's sleep at night. How do you... Yeah. Um, it might be tough for, for an American fan who's been kind of new to the Premier League is trying to adopt all of the cultures that we you have. You don't have to adopt the cultures. Okay, but... Stop mm-hmm. trying to assimilate. Right, just yeah. support the team how, how you want to. Yeah. But I feel that, I feel that some, of the, some American fans, they want to be recognised by British fans as genuine supporters. And if you talk to lots of them, then they're getting up at, God knows, silly hours, depending on where they live in the US. Dedication. Watching the game and, and from, you know, and doing all the things that a lot of fans in, in, in England probably wouldn't do, like getting up at three o'clock in the morning to watch a pre-season friendly, that kind of thing. Um, it's, a, it's a weird one. I don't know if I'm just thoughts on that. I guess... Um I don't know, because I, I quite like some American sports, so I quite like uh, the NBA, I quite like some NFL teams... Do you care if they, what they think about you, their fans? Or it's just a different culture over there? I think they're a bit more accepting. of the, It's the globalisation side of everyone's welcome. Do you mm. know what I mean? Um, I've tried to read as much of the history as I can of those clubs. And I think if you want to be a fan of a club, then read the history of it and know what you... Try and work out what you think that club stands for. Mm. Spurs have got a great history. Liverpool have got a really good history. There's some great books on Liverpool. Mm. Manchester United. Uh, Man City have got some really interesting historic... Uh, moments, moments. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, give, before the give, Premier give, League give me an example uh, Sean Goater oh yeah feed the goat and he will score he now runs a taxi firm in Bermuda oh, incredible yeah I'm so um, happy that I know that I think he also runs he lays the roads or something There's some, he's like a big mogul really Bermuda's a heaven he's become a, a, a business beer goat but business goat behemoth yeah. behemoth Stop trying to use big words. Well, I'm quite good at it, usually, but my brain, for some reason, is not working. Anyway, uh, this has been the, the One for the Weekend podcast. Thank you very much. Loz McKenna, you've been an absolute gent. Absolute gent. Thanks a lot for having me. And uh, I would say, where can you find them? But you're too big. Don't bother. It doesn't matter. Download the app. Yeah. Link, description below. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.